you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on The Front. I'm Claire Harvey. It's Monday, October 23. News poll data show voters have swung sharply against the federal government in the key states that helped elect Anthony Albanese Prime Minister, WA and Victoria. The PM's personal approval is also on the decline, especially in South Australia and Queensland. Workers who lost their jobs as the nation shuts down coal-fired power plants are paying a heavy price with new research showing they only earn half their pre-redundancy income years after being laid off. Anthony Albanese flies into Washington DC today before heading to China in a critical diplomatic mission. But the US trip is up in the air as Washington DC grinds to a halt. In a moment, why Congress has dropped its bundle and what it means for Australia. Visiting Washington, D.C. for an Australian Prime Minister is a big deal. State dinners. Addressing Congress. Prime Minister of Australia. Maybe even a joint press conference with the leader of the free world. But when Anthony Albanese flies into the U.S. later today, it might be a bit of a fizzer. Why? Because the gears of America's political machinery are stuck. That means a speech to Congress by Australia's PM is unlikely. Look, it's almost certainly not going to happen. Apparently, the Speaker has to sign off on these things and there is no Speaker. Adam Crichton is the Australian's US correspondent. No Speaker. In the Australian context, that would probably just mean a bit less drama. Members will leave the galleries quickly and quietly. I think Australians are used to seeing the Speaker of the House of Representatives in Canberra shrieking at people to sit down, but it's the government of the day who leads the agenda in the House of Representatives in Australia because, of course, in our parliamentary system, they have the numbers on the floor of the House of Representatives. It's a different context in America and that changes the way the Speaker operates. Can you just break that down for us? What does the Speaker actually do in the House of Representatives in America? It's a very different system of government here where the executive or the government is split from the parliament or the Congress. So, of course, as you suggested, in Britain, Australia, Canada, we fuse those two things basically together, more or less. But that's not the case here. And so that means the Speaker, who is the leader of the House of Representatives, is a very powerful person. He or she is the leader of the parliament, if you like. And they set what legislation goes to vote. So, you know, the government can't tell them what to do in that regard. President Biden can't force legislation on the lower house so they decide what gets voted and of course they make the laws so that's a pretty big deal right so so the biden administration or or, you know whatever president does not make the laws they're supposed to enforce them and it's not just the laws congress itself has you know various veto powers over judges and over senior positions in the cabinet and again the speaker is extremely influential over that you know they can in effect veto positions so and plus if anything should happen to the president or the vice president you know say a awful plane crash or something, the Speaker becomes the President. 
that's what the constitution says. So it is, you know, it is a very important position. And yeah, you also get, gosh, I think 150 private staff or something, which is, you know, which is I think three times all that our prime minister gets, and and that's the speaker. So it's a very prestigious, important position. So losing the speaker seems unfortunate to say the least. How did we get here? Well, it's all about the battle that's going on in America right now for the Republican Party's identity. In the wake of Donald Trump's action-packed presidency, we will make. America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you and good night. I love you. And its chaotic end. The peaceful transfer of power, the cornerstone of American democracy, seemed a highly abstract concept today. The Republicans, who hold a majority of seats in the House of Representatives, became even more divided than ever about how they should interact with Joe Biden and his Democrats. The Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, became a casualty of that division. Eight renegade Republicans voted in a motion to dismiss the Speaker, and the Democrats voted with them. The Democrats, well, I mean, this is just my theory, I think they like just forcing all this damage on the Republicans. And so they vote for their own leader, who has no real chance, but it's obviously entertaining for them on a political level because they can say, look at how how crazy and chaotic this party is. And I guess there's some truth in that. <laughs> but for the governance of the country, it's not good. Tell me about Kevin McCarthy's downfall. Who came for him and why? Yeah, look, that was a real shock, actually, because I thought he was a very effective speaker. This is what will break America. Every great society collapses when they overextend themselves. And this is why it's so critical. Actually, he was a TV anchor in in his early life. (laughs) So that's kind of explains partly why he's so good with words. Well, there was a small group of Republicans, as I alluded to earlier, led by this guy called Matt Gaetz, who was a congressman from Florida, fairly young, I think 40 or 41. He's considered hardline, very ideological. Anyway, he wasn't happy with Kevin McCarthy. He reckoned that he gave too much away to Democrats, and that relates to negotiations over funding of the US government, of budgets and so forth. And Matt Gates pulled that trigger. And so once he pulled the trigger, then there had to be a vote, which kind of meant straight away that all Democrats would vote against uh, the Speaker. And actually, I thought throughout the drama, I thought, why are they doing this? Because, you know, it's not necessarily in their interest either, because McCarthy is not unreasonable individual. Some describe him as a moderate. And from a Democrat's point of view, if you start from the assumption that you're going to end up with a Republican eventually, then they may end up with someone more hardline than Kevin McCarthy, which actually looked to be the case just a few days ago. Since then, the Republicans have tried two different candidates, a moderate establishment Republican named Steve Scalise, who couldn't get the numbers, and someone much closer to Donald Trump, Jim Jordan, who also couldn't get the numbers. Trump endorsed, well, at first he thought that he could be Speaker himself, which was somewhat hilarious. Uh, That was never going to happen. He said that he'd do it on a voluntary basis, on a temporary basis, which is just comical. So he ended up supporting Jim Jordan, saying vote for Jim Jordan. But that wasn't enough, despite Trump's huge power over the Republican Party. And you see, the thing is, a lot of the Republicans in the lower house, well, you've got to remember, they have two-year terms, extremely frequent. So they're constantly going to the polls. So they have to be very mindful of their seats, extremely mindful. And Republicans who hold marginal seats, as we would say in Australia, they don't want to vote anyone too extreme, even if privately they just want to get on with it and just get a speaker. 
One of the problems for Anthony Albanese is that among the bills stuck somewhere in the bowels of Capitol Hill is funding for the critical AUKUS Treaty and Australia's program of building and buying US nuclear-powered submarines. Submarines take a long time to build, and if we bought three or five, the Republicans say that the US fleet would be too small, and so they want to build more. So that's a serious bone of contention, and probably the main bone of contention, I would say. And there's also a lot of other complexity around these things known as ITAR regulations, which regulate how the US can export advanced technology, including nuclear technology, and they need to be changed too. And that's a mix of legislative change and also executive change in the State Department. Because basically they just don't like sharing technology with other nations. <laughs> basically this group does not trust other nations with it. So I suppose you, you, know, you might think a very Cold War mentality in that sense that just hasn't gone away. That leaves the PM to lobby Congress members and those powerful bureaucrats in the State Department to ensure he can actually deliver this signature foreign policy goal. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component oh, of that. I, I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. We're a year away from the presidential election, which many of these members of the House of Representatives will be up for re-election again. The primaries start in January, which is where the two parties decide who their candidate is going to be. Where are we at in terms of the Republicans? Is Trump definitely going to be a candidate and definitely going to be the Republicans' pick, do you think, Adam? Yeah, look, I think he's definitely going to be a candidate. There is no doubt about that. And, you know, he's almost certainly going to be the nominee, which is pretty extraordinary, really, (laughs) given when he announced back in November, I and many other people were saying it was somewhat laughable. Moments ago, former President Donald Trump announced he will run again for president, officially kicking off his 2024 White House bid. Tonight announcing my candidacy for president of the United States. And we've all been proved very wrong. Whatever you think of him, he's clearly a master politician because... He's built his support such that, you know, he has, uh, at least in some states, more than 50% support. And there's something like eight candidates and he's got more than 50% support. So he's looking very, very strong. And of course, as you know, there have been all these indictments, all this negative press, but it just seems to have helped him, actually. His popularity among Republicans, you know, has inched up basically the whole year. And if you look at the betting markets, which I often do, I think that they're sometimes more interesting than polls. He's basically a lay down Mazaire to be the nominee. And certainly if you're a Trump hater, which many people are, they should be very worried right now because if you look at the betting markets for who is actually going to win, <laughs> then Trump is now ahead for the first time in the past two weeks. So Trump is the most likely person to be president in 2025 if you look at the betting markets right now. That changed about a week ago. There's an old saying, a week's a long time in politics. And in the past couple of weeks... Thousands of rockets were fired into Israel as gunmen infiltrated several border towns and bases, kidnapping civilians and soldiers. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu declared the country was, quote, at war. But much of the commentary has been about Joe Biden handling the situation well. 
American leadership is what holds the world together. American alliances are what keep us, America, safe. American values are what make us a partner that other nations want to work with. To put all that at risk, if we walk away from Ukraine, if we turn our backs on Israel, it's just not worth it. That's all very well. But now Biden can't get his promised funding support for Israel, or Ukraine for that matter, through the deadlocked Congress. The gap between Biden and Trump in the betting markets have been narrowing steadily for some time. And I think it's mainly a product of Biden's marked physical deterioration. At least that's my view. As someone who watches him every day, there are a lot of embarrassing moments and they're getting more frequent. And since it's, uh, he's not speaking today, uh, I wanted to, or maybe he is speaking today. I had a note he wasn't speaking at any rate. I'm, I'm going to stop there. And I just think the ordinary person seeing them would think, can he go another year and then go another four years? Yeah, this might have been Biden's best speech since he opened for Lincoln at Gettysburg. (laughs) Data in the US shows real incomes have gone backward for three years in a row. That's not all Biden's fault, obviously. I mean, he just happens to be president, but he is the president. And so people blame the government for that, just as they do in Australia when there's a bad economic outcome. And then I think also the Israel stuff, the Ukraine stuff, There's a sense, I think, that there's more chaos in the world now than there was when Trump was president. I'm not ascribing that that's causal to those two men, but but the reality of politics is that uh, people will blame Biden for this. And I think, oh, gosh, it was so much nicer back when Trump was president. Okay, there were mean tweets, but but our incomes were growing and, and there were no wars. So I think that's what's helping Trump. Adam Crichton is The Australian's US correspondent. Thanks for joining us on The Front. You can find all our journalism, analysis and commentary right now at theaustralian.com.au. A troubled young woman. Her evil parents. We never had any issues between us. Has justice been done? I'm in a prison. Join journalist Richard Gilliatt as he delves into one of Australia's most gripping cases. Shadow of Doubt, a new podcast investigation from The Australian. I cannot find one of these allegations that's possible. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts.